0: My name is Jean-Pierre and I just recently realized that there are certain things I still struggle with. I think most of them are as a result of the way I was brought up. For example, I struggle with taking an honest compliment or hearing good things about me. Also, I still struggle with accepting and affirming myself. As I was reflecting, I couldn't really narrow it down to one cause. But one thing I did notice was that I was raised on a lot of don'ts um don't do this don't do that don't say this don't say that and i really can't remember if there was ever anything else encouraged to do i can tell you a whole bunch of things i was told not to do it's so embedded in me that even presently now that i'm grown and living on my own some of these don'ts randomly pop up in my head and i said to comply only to realize that wait a minute i live alone and i can actually do this you know it's that it's that bad sometimes early in my teenage years um, I became friends with this weird looking kid from Russia when he moved here into our neighborhood with his family he hardly spoke any English I don't even remember how we established a friendship that early because he couldn't speak English at all We became close after a while and basically we were inseparable right I spent a lot of my time over at his house and seeing how he interacted with his parents at first I just thought he was absolutely deranged and mental this kid had a question or an answer for everything he just couldn't do as he was told i used to tell him that he wouldn't survive a day in my house with my mom weird enough my mom loved him and uh, yeah they were they were, they were friends but he was constantly in trouble and there was always drama around this kid especially with the guards and the caretaker at the flats he lived in there were really strict rules around those flats a lot of don'ts and most kids would just comply right but not this kid he was always challenging authority so to say and most times surprisingly he would win these arguments because there was never concrete reasons as to why kids were not allowed to do certain things you know one day i was at his house right he was being interviewed by someone from uh a certain private school uh for admission and uh i think it was one of those porsche private schools so you gotta go through a bunch of interviews and whatnot and i remember his mom was asked to describe his behavior In my head, I was like, oh boy, (laughs) checkmate, because I honestly thought that my friend was the most rebellious, deluded kid around, and I just thought, like, there's no way around this question. To my surprise, his mom described him as a well-behaved, curious, and adventurous kid. She said she raises him to be the best that he can be, and she tries to help him find his way through life as best as she can without trying to influence his decisions. She also said she raises him to believe that he can do whatever he can and he can be whatever he believes or imagine something in those lines, you know. I was shocked. I was like, woman, you don't know your child. In my head, I was just like, woman, you are you sure we're talking about the same kid? But later on, I, I sat down and I assessed her description of this problem child. And then I realized that I was wrong because all along I was measuring him against my cultural behavioral system. As a kid, I was one of those well-behaved kids, if not the most well-behaved kid in my circle. I was that kid your parents compared you to. Seriously, I was. I was that annoying kid that teachers always bragged about, always gave examples of to other kids and encouraged their parents to let their kids play with me. What's weird is that I remember how my teachers described me and I also remember how my mother and my father also described me in the aspect of being a great kid. The common rule of thumb they used to measure against and decide whether this kid was a good kid or this kid was a bad kid was entirely based on what that child did not do for example most uh, adults would say about me he's a great kid because he doesn't sag his pants he doesn't talk back to his elders he doesn't give you a hard time he doesn't smoke he doesn't hang out with so-and-so it was never about what I could do it was never about what I could excel at it was always about how i could adhere to the don'ts i also realized that the system i was raised on as well as my other friends included a lot of fear very few of us were given the privilege of self-expression my friend on the other hand was being raised to figure out things for himself to be as curious as he could be like his mom said to ask questions which we never did to research and prove things then make uh decisions based on the knowledge that he had acquired i was simply raised to obey or face the consequences there was never in-depth explanations as to why i shouldn't do this or that so my problem child of a friend was not a problem child after all he was just a typical example of the product of a behavioral system that he was being raised on he also had a sister quite similar to to his behavior and she was the first person to ask me multiple questions apart from the customary how are you she would ask how i was doing then should question my answer to see if i really meant what i said then there'll be more follow-up questions until she was satisfied in the beginning i found that annoying i used to tell him like bro your sister's annoying and then i guess it was because i was never used to it mostly because people in my cultural system never paid too much attention to to what a kid had to say or to what a kid was feeling you know it was it was just really weird i spent a lot of time at my friend's house and it became like my second home. I was there a lot. So much that I started picking up some of his mannerisms. I became curious. I started asking questions. I I started thinking in a certain type of way. I also started engaging more in conversations with his sister about my well-being. And I started readjusting my answers. And, and my answers to most questions became more positive answers. I remember it was during this period that I started saying I'm nice. Like for those of you who text me on a, on a regular basis... You know, I say I'm nice to a lot of questions, uh, especially when someone asks me, how are you? I tend to say I am nice. Another thing that stood out was that my friend's sister would encourage such answers out of me. She would reaffirm such answers with me and also add a few more compliments, you know. On the other hand, I remember, <laughs> I remember giving the same answer. I am nice at home and I got mixed reactions. And I think there was a lecture at the end of it too. I know, crazy. Crazy. I would also get mixed reactions from from other people and uh i found out apparently saying i'm nice was a bit too cocky can you imagine that but with time i learned how to balance my environment i learned how to match environments and their energies and adopt my vocabulary to whatever environment i was in my russian friend and his community threw a lot of get-togethers especially on the weekends and i was always invited what was surprising was that their conversation Amongst many other things that were new to me, uh, their conversations were surrounding what they were doing, what they had achieved, how much money they had made in a day or a week, what plans they had for the future. Um, in this community, everyone was just around everyone. In this environment, everyone was just there like soaking it all in and just listening um, and also chipping in. It was weird for me in the beginning it was really weird for me to in the beginning to be around this community and just listening on their conversations because in the beginning it sounded all too quirky for me as well then i got used to it over some time and i realized such conversations were ideal and maybe so ideal um for boosting confidence Especially in kids to express themselves around older people. And just being around this community and understanding what other people were achieving as a local was mind blowing. Because I didn't know anybody in my community doing the things that these guys were doing. And they were so open about doing what they were doing. Like they were doing amazing stuff, projects. And it was just like, I always felt like I was in a different world when I was around this community. But then again, the point of what I'm saying really is not just about accepting compliments. I've realized that it's deeper than that. I think it's a lack of a fundamental building block in one's life at an early age. So now, something that should have been provided and nurtured in you, in me, has to be grown and nurtured by myself, by yourself, later in life. And it requires work because you don't know just how much work you have to put in. And you don't know the effects of not putting in this work. It leaves one at a disadvantage, so to say. And I think it's also about changing the approach in how we tackle things. How about we constantly reassure ourselves on what we can do rather than instilling a culture of what we cannot do. Raising kids by constantly telling them what they cannot do. I notice a lot of talented people also struggle with acknowledging their greatness or dealing with situations where they are honored. And I'm also a culprit of this. When someone acknowledges something great in me, I'm quick to downplay it or just shut down that whole conversation instead of letting the person speak into my life and so a seed of confidence that will not only be beneficial to me but i can also extend the same honor and acknowledge another exceptional being when i come across one most responses to compliments especially among the great uh most responses are like in a form of humility which i feel is false humility it's like i think this phrase is common when someone gives you a compliment when you do something You really like Oh, I try. I try. We try. We thank God. As much as you thank God, I'm grateful that you did mention him and acknowledge the gift in you. But I think we can do better than just say, I try. We can be a bit more positive and embrace the space we're in, the gifts that we have to impact other people. I've also seen this kind of same culture around local businesses, starting from certain business names, Um, especially when you're in the markets, uh, or like in the neighborhood, local neighborhood, you know, these shops around, these kiosks around. Just look out for the names of these, of these tiny shops and kiosks. It's, I don't even know what to say, man. It's from a disadvantaged standpoint. You see names like, only God knows such slogans or phrases. Especially buses around as well. It's like we're throwing subliminals to each other of how miserable or, or how not so confident we are in the businesses that we're engaged in. I'm in marketing, so my eye is always looking around for, for inspiration or, or something that will stand out. And sometimes my heart really bleeds at some of the ways business owners come across online. Some of these businesses have great products and they add great value to their customers. But from time to time, you see this behavioral uh, pattern kicking in in their sales speech or in their marketing. And sometimes it almost revolves around begging, people to buy from them and people will buy here and there out of sympathy rather than out of their need for the value that business is offering. And sadly, you cannot sustain a profitable customer base by uh employing a sympathetic marketing approach. I, I just... I want us to view ourselves in a better lens. And dealing with small businesses, I've realized that sometimes we struggle to get our businesses or our brands or artistry to an elite standard because we downplay how elite we can be as professionals, how elite we can be as artists, how elite we can be as business owners or whatever it is that you're doing. Because how can things align when inwardly, you know, you know, this is my thing. You know, when I'm on that stage, I'm untouchable. You know, when I'm running my business, I I, I add value. I'm a man of integrity. I'm a woman of standard. You know all this about yourself inwardly, but out loud, you're like, I try. You are letting out a different confession. And I think this is a reflection of the negative programming most of us operate from or used to operate from. I strongly believe that Humility is not the denial of your gifts or the downplaying of your strengths, but it's the acceptance of the privilege of having something of value that you're adding to others, family, friends, community, nation, and the world at large, while not loading it over everyone. You know what I mean? Downplaying your gifts... Your importance, your strengths, your values to, to those around you is downplaying who you are as an individual because these attributes are part of your core identity, right? So let's fast forward to where I am now. I have two nephews and three nieces. Yes, I'm that old. And it's so beautiful having conversations with these little beings. I think the oldest would be five and then four and three. And they're really young, but I can hold down meaningful conversations with them. And they articulate themselves fantastically and they are quite expressive. They call me to let me know they miss me. They ask when I'm coming to see them. They tell me all these sorts of things and like they're quick to shower me with compliments. And I also compliment them back. And they're really good at taking compliments as well something i was never good at especially at that age you know so i love that i'm so glad that the next generation has a different set of cultural rules or system that they're being raised on this new generation of kids is just it's super amazing these kids are super confident they're eloquent they're smart and and they're fearless I just hope with the advantage in technology that they have, we as parents, uncles, I can't believe I'm referring myself in that category of parents and uncles. I am so old. Anyway, yeah, like I was saying, I just hope we as parents, uncles and aunties and whatever role it is that you play in these beautiful kids' lives, we can find a way of curbing the abuse of this knowledge that they have at their disposal. Because I've also seen the negative impact, the internet as a tool has on, on kids as young as they are. Yeah, I think I'll end it at that. So the first month of this amazing year went by so fast. That's the fastest January I've ever experienced. And it was a great January too. It was the birth of this beautiful podcast. Look at me now, reaffirming myself. It was the birth of a beautiful podcast. Um <laughs> I'm grateful to everyone who's been listening and, you know, carrying that conversation beyond... Just listening and engaging uh, on these online platforms. Now that the dust has settled. We're into the second month of this amazing year. Whatever you plan on doing this month or the rest of this year. Embrace it. all Believe you're great because you are. Believe you deserve that big break because you do. Happy new month. Appreciate your strengths more than your weaknesses I guess. Dwell more on what you can do rather than what you cannot do grow yourself this year this month grow yourself in love yeah grow yourself in love even when others may not understand your mindset even when you don't get your way let what you confess about yourself inwardly be what you confess out loud do it all in humility do it all in love there's no fear in love there is no fear in love no shame in rejection, no shame in pain, definitely no shame in growth. Rewrite your story and as you do, make sure it's beautiful. Make sure it simply is pain-free. Love always and forever. Until next time.